0: Hey, it's the Great Debates program. How are we doing? Good. We're getting Guys, to debate. Let's go. I'd ask you how your long June was, but I'd rather get right into it with a micro. Let's have Dave King take the pro, because I don't think that this is very life-affirming. At That's the me. The I'll take it. I'll take the uh, pro. Four minutes on the clock. Yeah. The topic is FIFA is blowing it.
1: Oh, man. FIFA is blowing it so badly. The World Cup is in full swing. Is it a great event? Absolutely. People from all nations get excited about it. Yes. Does it bring people together? Yes, sure. blowing it. This should be bigger than the Olympics. It should be more fun. It should be more festive. How are they blowing it? Many ways. Let me go through them. First of all, they're not making enough innovations to the game. The games shouldn't end in ties. We should at least have a chance for, why not have a 15-minute overtime? Why not try something like it goes from 11-11 to 10-on-10 to to 9-on-9. I'm not a big advocate of penalty kicks, but try anything to make it a little more exciting at the end of the game. People don't like ties. Another problem we have is this group play. You could have so every team is only going to play three teams, and then before we go to the qualifying round, why not make it last longer? Everybody loves the World Cup; it could go on for four months. These teams could play twelve games before the knockout round comes. It would people would love it. You only get to play the, the, um, a minimum of three other countries. That's terrible. You like you, and also you know what countries they are from almost like a year ahead of the world cup i say that's no fun another problem they have is they're just not selling it well they're so restrictive about the um what do you call it the rebroadcasting of highlights you could only use it in the first day and then you can't you could only like i'm watching espn and the highlights are still pictures what is this 1964 it's ridiculous i should be able to turn on any channel and see any highlights from the world cup in like at multiple displays. Also, they only let like one feed of the of the actual game through. So the people who are announcing it don't know what replays are going to be shown. So they're not able to do any telestration. They're not able to give you any actual insight. They don't know what replays are coming. They're absolutely blowing it. And worst of all, they've already screwed up the next World Cup by letting it stay in Qatar. Look, they screwed up by giving it to Qatar Qatar, however you pronounce it, to begin with. They should have revoked it and just given it to whoever, the U.S., Spain, Brazil, whoever was ready to host it. There are a number of places that could have handled it. They are blowing it all over the place. Okay,
2: as with any major event, a nitpicker, especially a nerdy nitpicker at a far remove who has no heart in the beautiful game can find many things wrong with the world cup and list them all the live long day it doesn't matter forget about all that put all that aside and look at what fifa has done they have made something out of nothing they have made joy where there was nothing when i look at the stands at the world cup what i'm seeing is absolute mayhem insanity to a near breaking point a carnival environment that's probably at the absolute limit of what russia could possibly handle at this point in time. When I go to watch the games at the bars here in LA, I'm hearing screams and shouts of joy and laughter and happiness. Could it be five, six percent better? Yeah, maybe, there's probably some tweaks, but they are absolutely not blowing it. They have put together an event that is bringing the world together, bringing joy to people of the world. This morning, I was at the bar. Iran, Spain, Morocco, Portugal, all these fans teasing each other, laughing, groups of people, people meeting each other, bonding over the game, this is just a beautiful phenomenon. They're not blowing it. They're succeeding perfectly at creating the one event that still really unites the world.
1: That has nothing to do with FIFA, the overseeing organization that puts together the World Cup. All that that has to do with is that soccer, football, call it what you want, was already the most popular sport in the world by a oh, huge margin. Would there margin. be a World Cup People without FIFA? No. Who's going to organize oh, that, this? That Who's going to put this FIFA together? To
2: These guys have put together a to soccer tournament. Dave, stop. It's They've not put that hard. together a soccer tournament. They've taken all the countries in the world, some managed to arrange them in a tournament. Uh, they got everybody together, together in Russia of all places. The challenges all. that they've overcome are just absurd. To criticize them the, is such. really respect the buzzer.
1: Oof! Oh, I feel like we we're just scratching the surface there.
0: I know we were getting somewhere good. Can I t- look at at the buzzer? Sorry, heels. You got smoked. I mean, I know you tried and you made a valiant effort, but like, oof. Dave was delivered a pummeling series of blows. Ooh.
2: Dave uh, had a ramp, cocked really loaded. Great.
0: Good for him. It, well, you know, and what do we, like we give a guy it was like um, it was like playing tee ball or whatever. No, with hold on Sammy a second here. Davis <laughs> is very good. Does, knows a lot about sports. I thought of any that
1: stuff until 2 minutes before we started debating.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. well, Fair whatever. enough. No, It was great. It was really well put together. It it you know Of course, the organization that stewards the game isn't responsible necessarily for the popularity of the game intrinsically and of the sort of like brilliance of the event of different countries competing against each other. Of course, in Los Angeles, you're gonna feel that because this is a great international melting pot here. But, like, for all of the ways that they're supposed to handle it, they're blowing it. Right, I right, do
2: think, I think FIFA's blowing it completely. Just as a casual fan, they seem completely corrupt. Like, it definitely doesn't totally. seem beyond question that the games
1: are fairly rigged. <laughs> Wait, uh, you think the games are rigged? I think wow. the refs
2: are maybe a little biased towards. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs of it. It just doesn't seem. Yeah. T- I don't watch the World Cup and think, like, there's ironclad mm. integrity on this thing. Mm <laughs> hmm. It is a crazy thing where, like, the I didn't even know that. I didn't know the thing about the highlights. That's obscene. They should definitely have the it's highlights crazy. on TV for
1: heaven's sake.
0: I learned something in this debate, and it, it, it made it, my opinion of FIFA worse than it already is.
1: And also, like, people are just dying in Qatar. Like, twelve hundred people are going to die from constructing the World Cup stadiums, or something like that. I might have. I, it might be I, twelve.
2: I'm not feeling like we're going to get, get that World Cup. Important. You don't think isn't, so? Isn't Qatar being blockaded by her neighbors at the moment? It's also
1: going to be like 118 degrees.
2: Yeah, that's ridiculous. Don't do that. Yeah.
1: Guys, don't do that. Was, is Guys. this host
2: chat? Take it from me. I guess we're in yeah, host we're, chat.
0: we're transitioning. Hey, I'm, do you think the NFL is blowing it to the extent that FIFA
1: is blowing it? Hmm. No, because I think FIFA is, like, FIFA screwing up a product that doesn't have inherent problems. And the NFL, in part through no fault of their own, other than, mm-hmm. like, the nature of the sport and, like, the advances of modern science, like, we're learning how awful and barbaric is, it is. Now, the NFL <laughs> makes a ton of mistakes, and they're mm-hmm. they're wading into such thorny waters, which I realize that's some sort of mixed metaphor there or maybe mm-hmm. cool. very evocative, I don't know. They're yeah. sort of like, you know, policing of off-the-field events and discipline is really tricky and they've made some terrible calls there. But FIFA has no this... Pun intended. Yes. But FIFA is like this, the most popular product in the world. Right. And it's just... They're so corrupt <laughs> and, and awful. I don't mm-hmm. know.
2: Stanley the NFL it. is doing like they're doing about as well as possible. It's a wonder that they managed to continue to
1: exist.
2: Okay, right? I like that. Yeah, take. yeah you gotta give I, it. A-
1: I kind of agree. <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't be around Ooh, anymore. Like when you think the about who's is getting is away with what, the NFL right. is like. <laughs> what? How are they pulling this off? Right. Yeah, it, it's like Big Tobacco or something still just going, mm. like, oh, they're going to let us make in money hand over <laughs> foot for this stuff, <laughs> stuff, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Guys, um, should
2: we open up the mailbag this Oh, week? what a
0: great idea. That's what Where's I was hoping that? to do.
2: We get a lot of emails, yeah. and frankly, we don't have the time or energy to respond to them. But there were a couple of really good points coming in lately. I wanted to bring up some of them, and I wanted to introduce some topics from the emailers.
1: Mm. I'd love that.
2: A listener named Andrea N., a mm-hmm. friend of the pod, mm-hmm. weighed in on a recent debate about whether wine is dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She said. She tells us I went to wine school after college for a couple of months and learned the first day that just the act of washing wine glasses in the dishwasher often destroys all subtle aspects of a great wine because of the residue from the dish soap. Haven't thought about that. You are fucking kidding. Now,
1: me. does that make it more or less dumb?
2: Well, oh, incredible I don't know. <laughs> fact. Yeah. What does it I say mean, I, about wine? I think it makes like. High-end wine, more likely to be dumb, I'd say. What
0: am I doing with my life?
1: I had no idea about this.
0: We drink a lot of wine here.
2: Yeah,
1: well, be careful Not with your that dish much, soap as all.
2: God, I guess. Maybe you should stop washing your dishes. I think that's the message. Yeah.
1: Is it possible that wine then actually does taste better out of like a disposable plastic cup that you get Ooh, at, at like a party? That's
2: interesting. But wouldn't that have like residue and stuff from the factory? I don't. Wouldn't know, a truly maybe. great wine like in court? The guy's drank a lot of wine and knows this problem, and he's gonna sort of rebalance his wine for that, you know, knowing that it's gonna. I don't know. You definitely don't know.
1: <laughs> None of us have any idea how that would work. That's for sure. Uh,
2: listener Melissa R. writes, mm. a very commonly asked question, do we have stats on who's won more debates? Right. And the answer is no. I think a couple people have taken on the project at one time or another, but been defeated by it. I'd love to have some stats and metrics that we could look at and do charts. And does Dave win more in different times of year if the debates mm. etc We don't mm. have those numbers. Mm. Mm -mm. Dave, you're holding your head as if in pain. What's up?
1: What? No, I was just, I was trying to think of a, I was trying to think of something funny and I didn't have anything to say. Something Um, about a 538 study about us or something. There should be.
2: Yeah. They should advertise on us and and, uh, do some Who do you think has
1: won more, Healy, if you had to guess? I think we're pretty even.
2: I think I've won more. God. Healy thinks he's won more. I can't
1: more. believe you would say that. that
2: I I so mean, I well. honestly think the numbers would show that.
1: You think you... Wow. Just to clarify, do you think you've won more, like, if it were... Do you think Medina has declared you the victor more often? That's what I'm asking. Both.
2: In fact, Melissa R., in raising this question, suggested a slight Healy bias from Medina. Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
0: Here's my take on that. Oftentimes, we we the pro is there's some momentum to the resolved right yeah and whether it's fifa is blowing it is a perfect example now dave made a great argument besides but there was there was a tailwind there maybe a little Interesting. bit mm-hmm. was there not dave i don't know i don't maybe i'm
1: is, are you suggesting that even but like that, sometimes even debating the con somehow just makes you feel the pro in the air a little more. That it just feels Wheeler. I new. think it just it's talking possible
0: about it. just talk that it's about harder to take the con. I don't know. Yeah, I think
1: that's. I but the
2: con debater has a minute while the sort of pro debater spins his wheels and gets that's the debate true. going to think about attacks.
1: That's very There's true. There's an advantage. That's a huge sure. advantage there.
2: All what right. if we
0: is okay keep going no, 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 go it.
1: ahead dan
2: sorry
0: i was gonna say we at some point we could debate whether the pro is easier than the con
2: Interesting. <laughs> a, a fun afternoon in our
0: in our meta debate episode for 2018 later this year we'll do that
2: hey so connor and carl are two sailors a uh-huh. couple who live on a 43 foot boat and they're uh-huh. listening to the debates as they sail around the Caribbean, which sounds pretty fun. Amazing. They sent in a top, saltines taste good. Yeah.
1: Wow.
2: Do you think a that A nautical they do? top. Are I we... think they taste close to nothing.
1: Now, wait. I'm sorry. Is this a nautical top because it was sent from a boat or because to you saltines have something to do with the sea?
2: They mentioned saltines in conjunction with like seasickness and oh. that's what you need to have if you're seasick. Uh, oh,
1: Or is it also like a common galley food because they keep well or something? I, I
2: bet know. for sure. Yeah. yeah. You, you won't Salt- find a galley without saltines.
1: I think they taste pretty good. I mean, they're fine. We're just talking about it, right?
2: We're talking yeah. about it. I got a couple email top abouts to top about.
1: The the problem with saltines is the dryness. Uh-huh. Is the dryness? Like you the, can't
2: Is that a feature or a bug, Dave?
1: No, it's a it's mm. a huge bug.
2: Mm. You disagree.
1: What? You like that it just absolutely <laughs> dipped, like dries your mouth out to the point where you like famously can't consume more than whatever for without drinking water or something. I
2: think that there's a place for a very dry, salty cracker. Yeah, absolutely. Like I do. The,
1: yeah, the place is like the subject of a bar bet.
2: The place is the galley <laughs> of a ship.
1: Interesting. <laughs> right. Well, Work should have chart.
2: grades.
1: Wait, what? This is a different topic?
2: Work should have grades. That's the topic.
1: from our, from our friends on J. the boat? Oh, Henry J.
2: No, I moved on from the boat. I didn't know how far Saltines was getting us.
1: No, I agree. Mm-hmm. Hey, i love the top though. Henry J work should have grades.
2: Yeah. Would you like it, to get a grade every semester at your workplace? Is place? that
1: what he is that the kind of grade he's referring to?
2: I don't know. I think
0: so. I think
2: that's what he meant. Yeah. I think so, yeah. That's what I thought. I'd like to get like your bosses like you got a B plus and uh
1: Oh man, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm I like the idea that your boss has to give out grades. Yeah.
0: Because my take is that when you're a teacher, grading papers is a real chore. It's
2: true. It's a punishment. Uh-huh. I don't you want to hear some more tops or yeah, what? Yeah, let's keep yeah, going. Yeah, a couple more. It's okay to tell a stranger their fly is open. Chris sent that one in.
1: Oh, sure. Mm. Of course it is. You think
2: okay. You think no problem.
1: Oh, no, it's like not, a, not only is it okay, I think it's like a kind gesture.
0: Yeah. Same sex or opposite sex?
1: Uh, I, well, you know. it's, if it, I think it's okay, means like under certain conditions. I, I think it's cooler, so to speak, if it is the same sex, <laughs> right? Is
0: it okay to tell an opposite sex person that their fly is open? Uh, A
1: stranger, that's tough.
2: I'd do it gently, if at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not going
2: there. You're just not touching it.
0: It's not a loss for me. I don't lose in that situation. If I don't, never know what could happen if I do. Cool. Interesting. It's just a simple bet that I'll always win if I don't say anything.
1: Your your wager here is just not to play the game at all, is the yeah. only way to
0: win. Because here's what's going to happen someone, yeah. in this case, the op- a woman, yeah. is going to come along and be like, hey, lady, your fly's, you know. And they're going to take care of it, and it's going to be a better dynamic.
2: Yeah, let's leave ladies to ladies, and guys, we'll help each other out. How about that? What else you got, Heels? We shouldn't wrap presents, Mm. says Patrick. That I don't get. I don't know. That's a way. I mean, most wrap jobs are terribly done. Wrapping paper is wasteful. Mm. Isn't it kind of cool? You just bring over the present. Here you go. I like a gift bag myself. Put it in a bag.
0: I think that counts as wrapping.
1: I don't think it does.
0: <laughs> because I th- isn't the point to like that you're hiding what it is and then you're revealing, you're letting yeah, the person reveal? That's a, re- you're that's... not like, they're not like sitting under the tree unwrapped. That seems like.
1: It's certainly the pertinent. spirit of wrapping, if not the letter of the law of wrapping.
0: Part of giving the person the present is, is, hiding what it is until the that's moment right. of the
2: exchange that's right uh vikram and his fiance uh she's a debabe they've sent us in three topics now kind of mm-hmm. so i gotta
1: stop you for a second yeah is she a self-proclaimed debabe or are you using that term on your own there
2: Sh- vikram no, okay. declares his own fiance to be a debate
1: okay that's nice yes.
2: uh dining outdoors is overrated mm-hmm. oh i disagree
1: with that same. I, think it's I, I I love
2: overrated is one of my favorite. When somebody says something is overrated, it's so good to me because it's yes. like, where the fuck do you get off knowing where this right. is rated? What are the
0: ratings? <laughs> yeah. Show me the you ratings. You know
2: exactly where this is rated and you think it's a little bit misweighted. It's such a crazy, <laughs> what a, well, it's <laughs> double
1: crazy. Right now, hold on, right now. Dining Outdoors, what is it? Dining Outdoors, is that what he said? Dining Our Outdoors student. is
2: overrated, yeah. Right
1: now, Dining Outdoors has 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. Okay. Is that, if I said that to you, because that's about where I think Dining Outdoors is.
2: Actually, this is going to sound crazy, but I think exactly right. 83%. 83% oh, yeah. is Okay, good.
1: that is crazy. Because it's Great like good,
2: but it's definitely acceptable to not like it at all.
1: Let's say this: If dining outdoors were a movie of equal quality, what movie would that be? Uh, Kong Skull Island. Okay, that's good. I don't know. Haven't seen the, it. That seems right. Like a
2: movie everybody seemed to like. Nobody complained about too much.
1: Right, mm-hmm. unless you were sitting right under the heater, and then. It was. Yeah.
2: Okay, but Vikram and his fiance
1: are also oh, debating yeah. about whether
2: hands are more important than feet.
1: Ooh. Boy, we had a great loss debate, didn't we, about yeah, arms this was, and legs? Yeah, this was the
2: classic loss debate. It wasn't it would you'd rather There's have no arms are better than legs. No, just arms are better than legs. legs.
1: Hands mm. and feet
2: gets into some more interesting some real legs. stuff. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. hands
1: are more valuable than feet. In this day and age, I think hands are more valuable than feet.
2: Of course, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. A foot could be replaced by basically like a piece of board, right?
0: Well, well we got guys winning, guys and gals winning big time um, events in the Paralympics uh, or whatever uh, with the with the aid of um, mechanical feet—not mechanical feet, but prosthetic sure. feet. And uh, so I think we've it's we've solved that to a degree that we haven't quite solved the hand. That's right. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but.
2: Ben sends in this topic, life is easier today than it was in the 1980s.
1: Boy, I mean, hard to say. That's a toss-up for me. I think it really depends who you Seems like a simpler are. time.
2: Well, should we debate it out? I don't know. Mm, are
1: there? Is there anything else to top about?
0: That's
2: all I got for top abouts. Wow.
0: Did you guys see, by the way, that trucker Greg Horsch wrote in? Just no. recently? Yeah, in May.
2: He got off the road and went to local... Uh,
0: Did we talk about this? I think we got to give a shout-out to Greg for giving us an
2: update. Hang on, I can summon it up right now. I have it here. He's. I think the
0: big um, thing is that um, he got off the road off the long haul, hmm. and then he met someone, hmm. and then they fell in love, and, and it's going great. And so, but then he started doing short haul trucking, local trucking,
1: okay. and he loves it. Yeah, he, hey. so he still feels like he, concludes he has.
2: Concludes his it email with maybe not all truckers have it made, but this one definitely does. Oh my god! god. So good for him. That's
1: great now, news.
2: Now that might be evidence, by the way, that like trucking, maybe trucking is not your whole life, but it's part of your life. Uh, it might be uh, on your journey. I don't know. I think that's evidence that truckers are on their way to having it made, if not having it made.
1: Interesting. Certainly the one anecdotal piece of evidence we have would suggest that.
2: Okay. We've, now, we've got through all the mailbag tops. All right, that Healy, I've let's flagged. go. Which
1: is more? Let's just do it. Life in the 80s was easier or whatever right, it is. All right, great. Are you taking but pro or? Public? What do you think? Which is more well, life it's more life-affirming
2: life affirming to say no, that life's getting better. So you have to take the pro.
1: That life was easier in the 80s?
2: No, actually, sorry. I'll take the pro. Life is easier today than it was in the oh, 80s. Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Great. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Great.
2: All right. I'm Steve Healy. I'm taking the pro. Life is easier today than it was in the 80s. Put yourself back in the 80s if you're capable of, if, you ha- if your memory is that long. If you want to buy something, you have to physically go to a store You have no way of knowing if it's there. Forget about Postmates. That's not happening. Forget about texting anyone. Forget that. You're going to have to look them up in the phone book. Nothing, no information can be gained from the internet. If you want the news at all, you have to go out to the newsstand and get like the paper and get the ink all over your hands. And you're going to have to read like George Will or something like the biases are fully in place. The establishment is going to stranglehold on that. On television, you've got nothing going on. The facts of life, if you're lucky. The TV is just a wasteland. Food choices are much worse. Ronald Reagan's the president. God forbid you get any number of diseases or even just petty ailments that we have all kinds of solutions for now. Uh, you're in a lot of trouble if it's the 80s. Life was a lot worse, as significantly worse as it was, you know, for our parents' birth to, towards their adulthood. And in terms of ease of life, everything is improving and everything is getting better, and life is a
1: lot easier than it was in the 80s. Healy is confusing convenience with ease and hardship. No one in the 1980s ever thought to themselves or said out loud, I don't have enough food options. No one ever said, I don't have enough gadgets. They were blown away by the choices that they had, just as we are today. And in fact, life was easier then in the sense that they were not constantly barraged with all of the technological devices that we have, all of the constant need for online satisfaction. I, I mean, I'm not, I won't go into it too deeply because I feel like this is a cliche area, but sir, here's, how, here, here's how I'll put it. People slept easier in the 1980s. You did your job. you. There was a more clear divide between your work and your leisure. People, when they left the office, they were far less often burdened with tasks once they got home. Your boss couldn't If your boss called you at home in the 1980s, something dreadful was going on. Whereas today, we're constantly working. There's a 24-hour work cycle because we're always reachable. People's lives, yes, there's more convenience now. But lives were easier in the 1980s. And by the way, like, if you're going to bring up Ronald Reagan as president in the 1980s, I don't have to tell you what the situation is currently. I'm not saying that Ronald Reagan was, like, is a better or worse person than Donald Trump. But, my God, if that's, like, you know, like, look at where we are now. That's the end of my opening statement.
2: Life was no easier. The jarring uh, impact of the Walkman, Madonna, the, the birth of MTV—these things were as shocking and unsettling and as anxiety-inducing as the technologies of today. And as for the fears of the 1980s, like that, was, this was peak time of. Thermonuclear war is coming. There's no solution. It's us against the USSR. Uh, Reagan is a warmonger. We are just screwed. There's no way out of this one there was trouble everywhere the soviet union was incomprehensible to us and seemingly never going away it was a time of stress i mean the big the, the defining tv movie of the 1980s the day after shook a generation of children to their core shook ronald reagan himself to his core he was terrified after he saw the movie of the coming impact of nuclear war as for your boss calling you at home the 80s was the birth of the yuppie this was the t- the age of greed When you watch like 30-something or something, you're watching adults who are our age who have none of the yoga, self-care, balance in life, meditation, get some good food. There's absolutely none of that idea. It's all about jogging, competing, being intense, hitting the exercise bike. It was a time of massive economic uncertainty. We were just coming out of the oil shocks. The boom was going on for sure, but it was stressful and alarming. And then there were, in the late 80s, there were the crashes. There were the Iran-Contra scandal. Things were very precarious in the 1980s. Dave is looking through extremely rosy-colored glasses to his own childhood, when sure, yeah, his boss wasn't calling him. Uh, But for the average American, the 80s were an alarming time.
1: Well, the story, politic, geopolitically, of the 1980s, while it may have like began with some sort of um, global fear of nuclear war, cert- actually ends with like the. Basically, like what leads to the Berlin Wall collapsing, what leads to the collapse of the Soviet Union. It was actually a time when, like, great peace was ushered in. It was actually a time when, like, these two countries that arguably for decades had been much at much more of a fever pitch of coming to, um, you know, basically like global war, decided to finally, or or whether we, however you want to put it, whether the U.S. won the Cold War, whether through a okay, there's a great course.
2: untouched area here, which Dave wisely has left untouched, and I'm sorry it's taken me this long in the debate to touch it, but in the 1980s, the attitudes towards race and sexuality, and gender, and even just different uh, sort of self identities were much more oppressive and scary than they are now. We've made massive strides in terms of accepting people for who they are, and we have a long way to go, but you ask an African American person, or a Latino person, or a gay person, or a queer person, like, whether it was better in the 80s or now? And also, like, basically this debate is just talked about the United States, but, all over the world, since the 1980s, people have been coming out of poverty, the world has been largely opening up politically, systems have cracked, all these communications and devices that have made the, the ease of life so much Uh, more fluid, have also made communication and political relaxation, relaxation of government controls, uh, have uh, backed off quite a bit as well. So that is where the ease comes in. Life has gotten easier for everyone all over the world because of the breakdown of
1: political oppressions. Let me say something about the the, uh, sort of, you know, persecution or the oppression of minorities over time, which is obviously I'd be... I'd be naive to say that things haven't improved, right? But I would also say that both then and now, really, it depended what your condition was and where you lived and what your community was and how you were, and basically, like, how, you know, progressive and welcoming the people around you were. So, yes, like, that's, I I absolutely agree that people have made great strides. But if you want to talk about, like, you know, at the same time, a lot of the um, races or groups of people who have were dealing with horrible situations in both the 1980s and now, at least in the 1980s, there was more there was this is measurable was more social mobility than there is now. So at least from a classist perspective, if you were born in lower class America, you at least had a. Higher chance in the 1980s, I believe, from, I mean, I could be wrong about this, but I believe that social mobility has, like, been decreasing for roughly the last, like, 30 or 40 years in America, if not since World War II, that basically, like, the underclass is, like, has less of a chance of rising up in the ranks than ever before. So I would say that, like, yes, you're absolutely right, of course, like... I mean, at best,
2: you're talking about disputed statistics, right? And you're only talking about the United States.
1: That's what we're always doing. Well I'm no, sir, well I okay well yes I guess I thought we were confining this to the United States because like that's just sort of what I picture when the question is phrased in English, and we're living in the United States. I don't know what else to say. Also, like, do you, if you really want to go ahead and argue with me about the conditions in Madagascar in the 1980s versus today, like, I don't think either of us are going to do a great job of it.
2: Well, look, we can weight it towards the United States, but you'd have to agree that worldwide, since the 1980s, the world's gotten way easier and measures of poverty, health, uh, access to uh, education, access to communication...
1: Uh, Yeah, I guess I was really hoping we were just talking about (laughs) the United States. Yeah, all of those things are true. But I guess really, like, does that speak to, is that a, that to me is a better or worse issue and not an easier or harder issue? So even though people may have been living in more abject poverty in the 1980s, I think it's arguable that their lives still were somewhat easier because there was Like, because poverty in the 1980s, let's say, might be easier than poverty today. I think there's like a legitimate case to be made for that. Uh, I'd love to. Hear you I make also it. think, like for example, it would have been easier to be illiterate in the 1980s than it would be today. So okay, people who had now because, we're getting somewhere simply because, like, there were more illiterate people. It was a more common condition. So you can point to these statistics of like, well, all of these things are on the rise, and like in general, things are better for the average person, but also for the average disadvantaged person, you are more and more like marginalized by society. Okay, and so people at home, I want you to. I, do, I just want everybody at home... This is my closing argument. I want
2: you to study the argument Dave just made because it was beautiful but hollow. You, you, this will come up... You'll see a lot of political commentators make an argument like this. Like... Yeah, okay, maybe it was better if you're illiterate in the 80s, because there were more illiterate people now, but it's better to be literate, which you're more likely to be now. This is a sort of good old days-ism in a classic Fox News, uh, sprinkling pixie dust in front of your eyes way.
1: Okay, that's the end of your closing statement, and I respect yes. that. Here's what I say. I actually think that what I'm trying to point to, which I really do think is kind of the difference between better or worse versus easier and harder, is that you're looking. Looking at things through the lens of th- through the lens of like huge numbers, percentages, statistics, groups of people. Yeah, I'm the ways lo- that we measure and, the world. And this is my yeah. closing statement, and I'm looking at it through the personal <laughs> experience of being a citizen in the 1980s yes, great, versus beautiful. being a person, Healy, I'd really appreciate it if you let me speak, even if you're complimenting <laughs> me, versus the personal experience of being a citizen today. And I think that regardless, not regardless, but if you look cross-culturally at the different experiences that each of us had, it would be easier to be existing in the 1980s than today. End of closing statement.
0: Mm. An excellent debate, Ooh. first of all. Wow. <clears throat> really, really good. Thanks, Dan. Okay. Steve, a lot of great, you know, you kind of like the stuff that you put out there. I got to say it, it really played to this audience of one in that I'm a big believer in the idea that the world is getting much better everywhere out there. Clearly, it's easier to live in the major, like the vast majority of land masses on the planet than it was uh, uh, 40 years ago or whatever um but and and you know i i don't know that i'm going to declare a winner here mm-hmm. but that's what makes dave's argument so great is that the, he does kind of tug at something there that <laughs> <laughs> makes you think hey maybe if there's some w- there's got to be a way to diffuse this argument i'm and, tugging and i think you oh, I I mean, you got
2: right. dave was giving you, a plus terrible arguing i would say Exactly. Exactly, like if you're exactly. losing the debate and like the stats aren't on your side, what you should do there immediately should, is be like, but just, there's the, no the picture, possible. How do you
0: cre, there's no credible way to argue that it's yeah. not easier. <laughs> right. But like if you could do anything to try to convince someone that there is, Dave did it. When, uh, the, stats
1: aren't, when the stats aren't on your side, the best <laughs> move is to go, you're talking about statistics. Yes. Yes. Awesome. yes. 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 Yeah. Like, Hocus well, pocus. Yeah.
2: Uh, how are we even measuring this? <laughs> oh that was great That's i really satisfying. enjoyed that who gave that top? i had a that fun nice. night debate that was from somebody out there on the old internet that was from uh, ben eboshi ben thanks for the top thanks Ben. Hot way top. to go Ben. hey sometimes really people ask if it. i'm gonna send you a t-shirt uh for sending in a top i just can't i don't no. have the the like uh, uh secretarial We're- work basically
1: also our merchandise we're definitely operating at a loss at this point on our store. <laughs> so we're losing money already even by even if we don't buy shirts for people. So we can't uh-huh. do that anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. But so treat yourself to a shirt. Yeah, treat yourself. <laughs>
2: we're not Yeah.
1: Not we're not on gonna us, close the store. But on yourself.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean you know, spend your money treating yourself <laughs> Yeah,
1: you've earned it. Yeah. Guys,, Whew, that was good. What a treat yeah
0: um so guys, I think this might be our last episode of Long June because I think we're going to take next week oh, off.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, Fourth of July. But
0: I hope everybody has a great uh, rest of the period and and have a wonderful f- and safe Fourth of July.:
1: yeah. Long June will be back next May. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And uh, so we'll see you in short July. What's July called? July. July. We'll see you in July, mm. actual July, and short July uh, in a couple weeks from now. Uh, until then, stay cool, and, and we'll see you real soon on the Great Debates. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Loving is easy. You have me fucked up. It used to be
1: so hard to see.
0: The Great Debate is produced by Mark Caricello The theme song was composed by Christopher Knight The debaters are Steve Healy and Dave King And the podcast is moderated by Dan Medina